Welcome on in No Work Today. I am Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah. To my right is Hank. To the right of that is Sal. And together we make No Work Today on Twitter at No Work Today, K-N-O-W, Work Today. As always, we are brought to you by The Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code No Work Today for 10% off of your next decking or uh, what's the other thing? Fencing project. Uh, we got into the final four for college football, and now it's time to talk the pros, gentlemen. Week 13 in the book. So let's go down the line. We will do a uh, more specific Raiders and Niners podcast a little bit later, but right now let's go around the rest of the game, starting with Thursday night, Cowboys and the football team that resides in Washington. What'd you make of the game? Anything on that Thursday night game? Uh, just more confirm the mercurial nature of Captain Kirk Cousins. Okay. Boys are back in town or no? They got the Possibly. Des connection back. Uh, Des looks a little bit better. Des looks like an old man. Alfred has, Morris has was here. running his tail off. Do not as ever fucking bring up Alfred Morris's game to me again. Do you want to explain to the audience why no. you loathe? Tell the audience. They no. need to know this. Daily fantasy mares. The guy came out of the blue and ran for 20 fantasy points for no good reason. And you had the other guy. The contrarian, Rod Smith. Yes, yes. In, in case the audience doesn't know, Hank is a degenerate daily fantasy sports player. Whoa. He plays basketball every lineup, Whoa. every single football lineup. And he had picked, who was the other guy? Williams? No, it was, it was considered, I had, no, I had, I had that, uh, Rod uh, Smith. Rod Smith, yeah. So he had Rod Smith, and he was loathing every single Alfred Moore. And then Sal Alf in the revenge game. Sal, Sal pointed out it was a revenge game as Alfred Morris was going up against his former oh, uh, no, Washington I football it out. team. Oh, I, you? Oh, yeah. But you realized it too late. Little too late. It's yeah. surprising because Hank is usually big on those emotional motivators. Plays them to a fault. It was a, we had a great time watching the game because every single we just let's move on to the next game. No, huh? no, people want to enjoy your misery, kid. It's called That's, content. You've got to embrace it. Me and Sal enjoyed every single yard that we, me and me and Sal just kept screaming out Alf. That's all we were doing the entire time, and the guy was just getting chunk yardage after chunk yardage. It was thoroughly enjoyable, and I was rooting for you. Uh huh. You still made a lot of money on that on, on that tournament, right? False. A lot is a, is. Not, I asked not you if it was enough to buy yourself a nice dinner, and you said yes. A lot is not what happened there. Okay. Bill. It All could right. have been a lot had it not been goddamn Alf. Okay. Are the boys back, or do the Washington football team stink that bad? I couldn't tell you that one, but the the like I said, it just to me confirmed that Cousins is a roller coaster. Yeah. It's hard to bust Cousins' chops too much for that game, as we talk about. Not all interceptions are created equally. It was victimized a couple times by balls that were tipped and, you know, throw was on target. But both of those teams are mediocre. They're not trash, but they're not good. I don't think either of them are a playoff threat. Yeah, probably should have been a pick that was close to that. The, the uh, football Washington team were minus one and a half. I was the only one in the pick to get that right, by the way. That's a fact. Let's move on to the Lions and the Ravens. Um, <laughs> I'm never betting on the Lions again. I pick the Another? Lions pretty much every week. If you if you go back and look at all of our picks, I bet you I pick the Lions 90% of the time. I am <laughs> done I am done with them. I will never pick them again. Stafford is a good quarterback, but they just don't have enough stuff around them and I've never believed in Caldwell. Uh the Ravens smoked them and continue to be a weird team where their defense is amazing, but their offense is mediocre at best. The Lions are another team to me that are just a mystery. Those guys, if you try to predict what they're going to do on a week-to-week -week basis, you will feel foolish often. 
Any thoughts? We can uh, move on. Some strange yeah. injuries. The lines are banged up a little bit, but again, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. They're a team that's very hard to trust. You don't know what you're going to get week to week. Uh, the Ravens, eh, again, you can trust the defense. The offense is hit or miss. They could beat you in one game, but they don't look strong enough to make a run. And we are glossing over the fact that staff infection broke his hand, right? Or something bad happened to him. He was hurt. He played through some X-rays, bad injury. X, X-rays were negative. Okay. But yeah. My bad. Uh, let's move on. Vikings and Falcons. Man, I, I, uh, another team that I feel like I constantly pick is Atlanta. And I felt like since it was in Atlanta that, you know, I, I, I took the minus three. I was the only one. I lost it, obviously. The Vikings, I don't understand it. Look, I know their defense is great. I know their O-line is great. Their running game continues to be great. Uh, despite losing, who's the who was the stud rookie? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook early on in the year, they they continue to do it with McKinnon and um, don't sleep on Latavius McKinnon. Murray. You could sleep on Latavius all you want. Well, no, they just have a good thunder and lightning thing going well, on. I, but, I, I mean, can they really keep doing this with Case Keenum? I can tell the exact you're where you are underestimating the Vikings, and it's Case Keenum. You're, you think that Case Keenum is a below average QB, I and do. I got news for you: the guy is playing for a fifty million dollar contract. And he's pretty goddamn good. I've watched him because I got him in fantasy. Guys out there throwing darts. Fair enough. I just I, I don't believe it. I think eventually he's gonna fall to earth and they're gonna go to Teddy Bridge the Water. Not this year, pal. All right. I, I've weirdly been won over. It took me a long time. I kept on wanting to think that the bubble was gonna burst for Keenum because he's been bad previously. And I, I so I'm this is the opposite of I told you so. This is a I kept on waiting for him to stink it up and He's been doing it long enough. Now I, I believe in the Vikings You've as been a, one over. At not I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but I believe in the Vikings as a legitimate contender. Oh, without at, a doubt. I'm with you on that. But I'm and, saying, don't you think eventually Keenum's gonna sink him? I don't think Keenum's a liability. Okay. I think he's just he's in a he I think he's not a star quarterback. You don't want Keenum going up against Drew Brees or some shit like that. But I think he's an above average quarterback who's good enough to get them there. And this is an undercover storyline that we're going to start to hear more as they're up there for the number one seed. Vikings could be the first team ever that if they run the table, Super Bowl in their home stadium. They could go home, home, and then Super Bowl home. That would be amazing. I just don't think they're going to be able to do it behind Keenum. And I think that, look, I don't think Bridgewater is a a superstar quarterback either, but I think he's way better than Keenum. And I think Keenum, Keenum has a chip on his shoulder because I'm sure he hears Keenum is outright balling. Don't make me pull up the guy's game log. No, I know. I'll literally pull it up. I'm not disputing that he has not been great. I'm disputing that he is balling. There's a difference. There's a difference. Let's move on. Well, one thing I want to say, let's take out from what we would do. What do we think? Keenum's rope is right now if he had a a bad game I would assume he'd get another one if he had two bad games would they go Bridgewater what would he have to do to lose the job three bad games no Stoic Zimmer is not going to change up this year Stoic Zimmer did you just give him that nickname or has that been said before oh I just coined it on the spot okay it's complete nonsense so I believe that let's move on to the Patriots and the Bills Tom Brady doesn't throw a touchdown Patriots uh, cover the nine point spread no problem the Bills ruin their season when they change quarterbacks and continue to be a joke and the Patriots continue to just laugh at everybody else in the in the uh, AFC East because what? the Dolphins, Jets and Bills are a bunch of jokes. We all laid the 9 points on the road and we all look like sage sayers. We also uh took the Lions plus 3 and lost that. That's a stone cold. Well, we were talking about the trend about when we always pick, when we all pick the same team. So we're one and one so far as we go down the list. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the? I mean, the Pats are the Pats. Brady's Brady. Uh, they I told win you what, easily what, when Brady doesn't throw a touchdown. Again, I hate to keep doing this. What did I tell you a couple of weeks ago? If not last week, the Buffalo Bills are going to sputter down the stretch and lose 
maybe every game and missed the wild card. I don't remember you saying that, but I don't listen to half fact. the things you said. I you said got anything, Salah? Uh, it was a bizarre move, as you mentioned, with the Bills going to Peterson, uh, Peterman a couple weeks back. And here with Webb, I, I actually enjoyed that better when we saw uh, Tyrod get hurt in this game and they went Joe Webb running some college shit, getting some rushing yards. That was more entertaining than Peterman. Peterman's a joke. Buffalo fans, you got to be depressed. Tyrod got hurt again. In Suck Bowl uh, version, who God knows how many, the Broncos traveled to South Beach. The Broncos are a laughing stock, and John Elway's going to have to figure out the quarterback spot because he is doing a huge disservice to that defense. That defense is still great. Now, Akib Talib, as I call him, that's an inside Phew. joke. Actually, Akib Talib. Uh, he missed the game, obviously, because of the suspension for fighting with Crabtree at the Coliseum. But still, that defense is Fine, and it's it's not great, but it's fine. I got a pick six in this game. The Dolphins are the one of the worst offensive teams in NFL history, and they get rolled uh, by the Dolphins out in Miami. Is there anything other than to say that the Dolphins still are not any good, but it just shows you how bad the Broncos are that they got rolled by them? The Broncos are an absolute shambles. I thought if they had any fight left in them that they were going to come out with a chip and really, really give Jay Cutler a hard time. And like you mentioned, they did get a pick six, but as a whole, their team just came out flat and got steamrolled, like you said. How is the quarterbacking this bad in Denver? Correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't they basically the same team that they were last year? Last year, they didn't suck this bad. They were respectable. Has Simeon gotten worse? I mean, what what's going on? Well, to, to answer that, I would say the defense is not quite as elite. Remember, they took Peyton Manning, who had like 13 touchdowns and 19 interceptions when they won the Super Bowl. They had Brock Osweiler. They, they've had a bunch of... They haven't had a good... When's the last time the Broncos had a good quarterback? Assuming you don't take Peyton Manning as being the Hall of Fame Hall of Famer, but the actual guy that he was when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at Brock, Jay Cutler, Tim Tebow. I mean, John Elway thinks that they have this formula where it's ironic because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He thinks they have some formula that they can win without a, an elite QB. It's nonsense. The irony of what you just said is that Elway is the last good quarterback the Broncos had, too. Yeah, well... Anyways, they're in shambles. and it, I always say this, and I joke around about it. If I was ever on a defense that was really, really good, and the offense stunk, and we lost the game like 13 to 9, I wouldn't speak to anybody on the offense. I would only talk to defensive players because they would make me sick. Now, if there was like an all-pro left guard, I'd talk to him. If you were doing your job on offense, I'd talk to you. If you were part of the shitty offense that was ruining our games, no words from Bill. Bill doesn't speak to you. Bill goes about his day, and we don't talk. That's it. I love that policy. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, your guys is just lover bears. You guys love yourself. Some Tennessee Titans. I mean, they what go was not to love with, with Savage at the helm against you? Come on. And the Titans were in a must-win for their playoff lives, essentially, with the Jags in their division. The Texans were... were Gonna get steamrolled. Texans were at Titans. Titans were minus seven. Another game that we all took the Titans. Oh, I, although I should say, as we're being fair, we all took the Donkeys. So we lost that one. We lost the Lions, won the Patriots, lost the Broncos, and then we all took the Titans. We won that. So we're two and two on the games that we all agreed on. Uh, the Titans, I don't know what to make of them. I think that they are the, the quintessential wild card team. I don't think they're gonna win the division. And I think they're going to make the wild card. And if they win a game, I'd be surprised in the playoffs, but they definitely won't win two. That's how I would sum up Tennessee. That seems like a pretty accurate summary to me. Sal? Yeah, I mean, I like the Titans quite a bit. They're 8-4. and four. They, they play close games. Um, you know, they, 
they're they're nothing to get excited about. I don't disagree. I think they have a negative point differential, saying that they're out there winning some close games, getting rolled when they lose, which is generally a bad sign overall. Um, but they're keeping afloat. Marcus Mariota, not quite sure what to believe. An interesting statistical comparison for those of you who like to crunch stats. Take a look at Tyrod Taylor's numbers and Marcus Mariota's. Eerily similar. And one of them is getting celebrated as a franchise QB in Tennessee, and the other guy's getting run out of town in Buffalo. Similar guys. That happens all the time where you could be a very similar player to somebody else, but what's around you uh, makes the narrative about what people say. Uh, let's move on. Jaguars and Colts. The Colts are such a joke. Let's start with this. The Jaguars were minus, what is that, nine and a half? The uh, the Jags were minus nine and a half at home against the Colts. The Colts are a joke. Let's start with asking Hank, why in God's name did you take the Colts? Uh, I you know <laughs> I hate to say it, but I th- I was just envisioning that all the the narrative was about how the Jags uh, were elite in the pass uh, defense area, and I just said, hey, my boy T Y Hilton's probably gonna have heard that narrative. And he's going to say, I'll show you a little elite. Even though and Jacksonville's defense is the best in the league. He uh, did score a touchdown, but hit, other than he that, did, he was bottled he, up. He did hit that dirt, that pay dirt. But I was expecting uh, him and Brissett to maybe just, you know, kind of do it a little bit more than they did, needless to say. Fair enough. Sal, you got anything on that game? Not really a unique take because we've been seeing it all year and everybody's been talking about the Jacksonville defense, but they've stepped up an echelon to me in the sense that I'm not just saying the Jags are a good defense for this year. I'm saying the Jags are at the level of those Ravens defenses that took Trent Dilfer to a Super Bowl. I'm claiming the Jags are a Super Bowl contender based on that defense. That took Brad it, Johnson to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. That I mean, took worn down Peyton Manning to the Super you know, Bowl. I, I think they're up there. I think they're one of those type of teams, and they have that ceiling. I still would have loved to see them have anybody other than Blake Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles at the, behind center, but mm-hmm. uh, I still think they're a threat. Um, Just wait till upon, they get Eli next year. Yeah, you know, but I, they're hoping to do it this year. Success is fleeting in the NFL, and windows are so short. Um, I, I'm claiming they're a threat this year. But I yeah. was reading, I was reading an article on ESPN where uh, uh, Chris Sims, I believe it is, uh, NFL ESPN analyst, he had Blake Bortles ranked as like his 72nd quarterback, which is amazing because it means that he has like 30 backup quarterbacks above Blake Bortles. Uh, certainly if they go there, it will be uh, despite him, not because of him. Let's move on. Bucks, and you got something else? Go ahead. I was just going to mention, we, we talked a second ago about point differential being an interesting way to rank teams overall in the league. Mm-hmm. In the AFC, number one, New England Patriots at plus 125. That's no surprise there. Number two, Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 121. They're right up there with the Pats in point differential. Bucks at Packers. In Lambeau Field, the Packers get the win. Uh, Sal and I took the Bucks. This is the one where Hank went rogue and took the pack. I don't know why you would take the Packers minus one and a half with Hunley at the helm, but they end up getting it done. Jameis Winston uh, came down there, came back from his injury, scored early. I thought it was going to be a rout. I thought the Packers were kind of a joke, but it looks like between this game and the close loss to Pittsburgh on Sunday night, the night before, it looks like Green Bay might have figured something out offensively. I mean, Hundley threw for less than 100 yards, but they seem to be clicking. They got Williams going with the running game. Uh, I I was surprised by this result. Hank, clearly you weren't because you took the pack minus one and a half. Well, I'll say Jordy Nelson should first and foremost donate a good percentage of his checks to Aaron Rodgers. He's been a shell of a man since Rodgers went down, but... I just uh, everybody could say that the the reason I took the Packers here was at home, very small spread. And Jameis was coming off a shoulder injury, despite it not being his throwing shoulder. I didn't know 
whether I could trust the Bucks. I sure he looked fine. Their team just sucks. Yeah. And by the way, that's a that's a classic. This is why coaches don't want to go on hard knocks. It, it it just seems like a classic hard knock season for them. All that hype, people watch all the HBO, the the well done video work and and the cuts and the sound bites, and everybody gets pumped up, and then pfft, they shit the bed. Bill mentioned a key stat in this one, and uh, when in the hell in the modern NFL do you win a game with less than 100 yards passing? That was Crazy. nonsense. And here's my, my first inclination was to say, oh, it must have been a turnover game. They yeah. must have been – the turnovers were one-to-one in I this know. game. How in the world did they win this game? And we mentioned Jordy Nelson being hurt by Aaron Rodgers being out, and, and Bill's point about the, the – uh, all boats rise with the tide. Everybody's going to struggle. It's also interesting to see some QBs have their favorite guys. When he does have success, it seems like Hunley's favorite guy is Devontae Adams. So Absolutely. he stock up for Devontae. Absolutely. And then this game was a shocker. Chiefs go up 14. This was uh, Chiefs at Jets. Chiefs were minus three and a half. Me and Hank were stupid enough to take that. Somehow Sal thought the Jets would cover. Boy, was he right. They win outright. Chiefs at Jets. Chiefs go up 14-0. Score a whole bunch of points. Alex Smith Looks great. Tyreek Hill goes off. Kelsey is doing his thing. But the Chiefs' defense is so pathetic. And we'll get into the AFC West when we talk in the next uh, podcast. But the Chiefs' defense is so bad, the Jets win the game despite their offense looking like they got things back together. By the way, first game, Andy Reid did not do the play calling. Uh, the the reason I took the Chiefs is I thought that they were going to get right. And they it was desperate times for them. Yeah. Right, Mac Mall, and they came out and were clicking on offense. But what I failed to account for was just how awful their defense has it's a become. Sieve. It was hideous, an abomination. One guy who you gotta pour one out for, old man River, out here. Uh, Revis Island, they made a mockery of this guy. The Chiefs thought it was going to be an emotional ploy to trot out Revis as one of the captains for this game, given that it was somewhat of a revenge game against yeah. his old team, blah, 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 blah. Revis was roasted multiple times in coverage and actually benched in the second half, a healthy scratch because he couldn't stick to guys. Uh, and, you know, hat tip to the Jets as one of the biggest surprises this year. They still have a losing record, not saying they're good. I expected the Jets to be out there with the Browns looking at a winless season. These guys have five wins, and yeah. on other, they're kind of fun to watch. How about, uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far. But I hear what you're saying. They're competitive. They're oh, no, they're fun. Than, they chuck it. Yeah, they, yeah I mean, I just, McNown, I, it's, 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 it's McClown to me. How about Peter's throwing the... Uh, Peter's throwing the uh, the flag into the Hilarious. stands. What, so good. what was the story with that? He left the field, thought he was ejected, he he came was eject- back. Okay, so the ref that threw the flag didn't have a flag anymore after he threw the flag, into, so he took his hat off. So when he took his hat off, Peter's thought it meant it's because he was ejected, but it was only because the ref didn't have any flags. So once he realized he wasn't ejected, he wasn't. He came back, but he had taken all his socks off, and he had his shoes on the wrong feet. It was one of the funniest <laughs> NFL scenes you'll ever see. The guy comes back out with no socks when he had socks on before, and the shoes are on the wrong feet because he thought he was ejected, but he wasn't. Oh, boy. And by the way, that kid turned famous in New York, the guy that caught the flag. Everybody was coming over to like take selfies and put it on Snapchat or whatever the kids are doing these days. I would have loved to see him attempt to actually go back and play with the shoes on the wrong feet. 
shade, been good. Shades of that gu- should have been the penalty. The, oh you, yeah, you can come back and play, <laughs> but you have to wear your shoes on the wrong feet. Shade, shades of Gilbert Arenas. There, quick story. Side note: If you're a Bay Area hoop fan, you might have seen the Bay Area Pro Am that they play at Kizar every summer. Gilbert Arenas, after his rookie year with the Warriors, was playing there and having some great duels along with Jay Rich in those games. Guy would come out playing in the OG K Swiss, no laces, oh. and playing hoop at a high level. And I was, I, I shuddered for his ankles, but he did it all day long. Sounds dangerous. Let's move on to the Panthers and the Saints. You two sharps both took uh, New Orleans. I took Carolina. I thought Cam and Cole were back. I knew they were in the Thunderdome, but I, I I looked at four and I said, "Look, the Panthers could easily lose, but if they do, it'll be by a field goal or less." Uh, I was wrong. They got blown out. The Saints look like they are just rolling, um, coming bouncing back after Kamara losing to LA last week. It's yeah. the Kamara show down there. It's unreal. The yeah. guy just drops a twenty-five on you. Every well, and week. Ingram too. They have another thunder and lightning it's thing crazy. going on. Yeah. I'm not a Saints fan, but the last time Drew Brees had a running game like this, uh, they won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's usually a guy chucking out there from behind with no run game and no defense. With this type of run game, he's he's stocked down in fantasy, stock up in real life for Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty incredible to look at the NFL standings and just see. I know we talked about this, Sal, for being a potential podcast just on its own, but you, you look at the AFC, you have the Patriots. You have the Steelers. You have who else after that? Pretty much nobody. Is there anybody in the South or the West that you'd be confident in? Jags. Jaguars. Eh, see, I wouldn't put them up there because of Bortles. Let's just pretend it's just the Patriots and the Steelers. Then you go to the NFC. You have the Eagles. You believe. You have the Vikings. You believe. You have the Saints. You believe. You have the Rams. You believe. You have the Seahawks. Panthers. I don't believe in the Rams. What do you mean you believe? Okay, you don't at 9-3. and three. I, I told you, they're going to fold like Ace Jack when the flop is King King 3, Bill. Those guys are going <laughs> Again, down. Again, I don't listen to you, and I can't keep track of all your takes, so just they're, refresh. They're, they're, and neither can the crowd out there. I do not think All that, 14 of you. I think the Rams will be a one-and-done team. All right. The bottom line is, you would say, between the Seahawks, Rams, Panthers, Falcons, Saints, Vikings, Eagles. I see it, I see it as a Seahawks-Vikings-Eagles race. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is you have a lot more elite teams in the NFC than you do in the AFC, in my opinion. I agree. All right. Uh, the shit stains, as I call them, I mean the Cleveland Browns, the, the Browns at the Chargers. We all took the Browns. We all we all covered, right? That game was ugly. We all covered that 14. Oh, we covered it. Okay, all right. That's that's one for the record books for us. So we're 3-2 and two on the week. 14 is just way too many to give. It's the NFL. But also, I mean, and we'll get into the Raiders stuff a little bit later, but I walked away from that Browns-Chargers game you obviously great on a curve. I I walked away from that being less confident that the Chargers are going to win the West. If like if you're a Chargers fan or you're a Chargers backer, that game had to give you a little bit cause for concern. Well, I mean, it's the NFL. To you got to beat up on the Browns, Hank. I hear They're you. terrible. They're awful. You. God hates Cleveland. I'll tell you, IBM's Watson uh, is now picking fantasy projections of the week and what is this you keep i've heard you talk about this numerous times is in my uh, house that you're not welcome to but you always show up unannounced watson is is watson is an ai that ibm has made okay what does that mean it's like siri kind of it's an artificial intelligence okay when did this start uh i couldn't tell you when the inception of it was but the point is picking what He's picking fantasy players, and he loved Philip Rivers this last week. He he had Philly Riv as his top guy, the pious man in L.A. Right, where are you getting this info? Uh, they actually told me that on 
I believe I don't want to shout out these competitors. No, or don't something. do that. I, I just a, allude to something. A fantasy, a fantasy football program. Okay, all right. Well, f that fantasy program. You got yeah. anything on that f game? Right the- I know how much you love the Chargers. I mean, Josh Gordon. Yes, thank you. I, as much as I love the Chargers, I don't even mention them for this segment. All I want to talk about is my man Josh Gordon. Go ahead. The platform's yours. I'll take a nap. Josh Gordon goes out there and for, forget the stats. I just want to say, just watch the man play football. It's a beautiful thing. He goes. He's been out of the he's league for three years. He catches some bombs. He does this thing. But here's the thing. Before I talk about what he did on Sunday. I just want to say, not don't don't jump down my throat and say he hasn't had the career achievements because I know he hasn't. But in terms of physical marvels, when you watch a guy like LeBron go out and play basketball, when you watch Bo Jackson on a field, when you watch these guys who are a cut above athletically, even when playing in a world-class league, to me that's Josh Gordon. The guy's a big, strong, physical, soft hands. He's been out of the league for how I don't know how many years. He comes back and runs a 4-3-40. He's out there 6'3", 225, bullying guys. Josh Gordon, the ceiling for him, he's like a Randy Moss type of player. The ceiling for him is as high as any receiver who's ever played the game. That's my take. The love affair ends here. Uh, move on to Rams and Cardinals. Rams were minus seven, covered easily. Salah was the only one not sharp enough to see that. Uh, not much to see here for me. I think the Rams are legit offensively and defensively. The Cardinals are a shit show with Carson Palmer going down. It gets no better with the guys are trotting out now. They need to figure out their quarterback situation, much like many teams in the NFL. Arian, the alleged QB whisperer, has a, a QB shit show. Nobody can QB whisper Stanton, man. Uh, the, if part of being a QB whisperer is he evaluating. QB whispered, he QB whispered. You got to evaluate. Stanton didn't play. It was Blaine Gabbard at the helm, as it has been for the last few weeks. Um, this is the one no, where you. I know Stanton was before. I'm just saying, you can't whisper shit shows. This is one where you're. Te- I, I was tearing my hair out just because I was mind fucked by the whole thing. I was sure as you were born that Blaine Gabbard was going to be unserviceable as the QB hammered the line against him when he was facing Jacksonville last week. I had Blaine Gabbard against the number one D in the last few years and Blaine Gabbard got the W and then I trusted him this week. And of course he was terrible against the Rams. Fair enough. Seahawks Eagles. um, Sallow took his squad. Me and Hank took the Seahawks. The Eagles were minus six in Seattle. First time Seattle has been an underdog at home in forever and the Seahawks... Why does the Eagles logo the only one that points to the left? It's an amazing question. A very, a very, we'll never know a very smart uh, lady pointed that out to me. And I, what? I mean, Philadelphia is one of the most liberal areas Good in our country, day. Hank. We're going uh, left. That is amazing, though. It is the only logo that faces to the left. And I, I, I do not understand it. I mean, that's it. shocking. It is shocking. Anyways, back to the actual game. The Seahawks, despite the worst offensive line and running game anybody will ever see, go out there and with Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Bugs Bunny, as Hank coined originally. Anytime I say that, the guy freaks out as if I'm not mentioning it because he said it to me. Uh, they Let, go let's out explain there why and, he's and their called defense Bu- look great. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, explain. let's explain why the, uh, Hank calls him Bugs Bunny because frequently he throws that out there and it's not mentioned. Well, it's just beep, beep. He's running around. He's he's jerking left. He's jerking right. I mean, he does look like Guys, Road, Road, Roadrunner is Road the one that beat, beats. Bugs, yeah. Bugs Bunny is an uncatchable cartoon character, much like Russell Wilson. Here, Here's some facts about Wilson. A, the guy could get run over by a semi-truck on Highway 5 doing 80 miles an hour. That sustained an injury, okay? The guy is, uh, what is, what is it, unbreakable? It, no, the opposite. Durable does not describe him. I watched Indestructible? that. Indestructible? Yes. Okay. I watched that guy get... 
plowed and just destroyed by linebackers, and the guy just pops up like nothing happened time and time again. He's a tough sob. He's also he's tough. got a good he's got a good body. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the straightest way possible. Jeez. He's got a good body for being a quarterback because he's not the, the, the hits that he takes. He's low and centered, and he's thick. Again, straightest way possible. But you know what I'm saying? He's perfect for that, and he's smart, and he's so aware of where the pressure is coming from. I was surprised. In this game, look, two huge plays in this game. Number one, Wentz fumbling the ball out of bounds when it could have or should have been a touchdown. And then the forward pass that the Eagles didn't challenge when Russell Wilson snuck it and then tossed it. And they got a huge play on that that could have been reversed had the Eagles challenged it. So I think those are the two big plays. But overall, I was shocked that despite all the injuries, Seattle still has that good of a defense because they turned the fly-hying Eagles who were out there doing all the celebrations. They, uh, what's it called when you uh, they bullied floor them. something? No, I was trying to do like a joke with Grounded flying. them? They grounded their offense. There you go. Thank you, Sal. They, the, as Sal pointed out, the Eagles were just frustrated out there, couldn't get a thing done, were crying for calls. They got outright bullied they, on national TV. They did look like they got a little punked, and one thing as an Eagles fan that I did not like, and even the commentators mentioned it at halftime, you want your team to go out there and let their nuts hang, really throw the ball around, do what they do well. They looked a little tight. They looked a little conservative. When they opened it up more in the second half, Wentz did his thing. He had some unbelievable throws. He did throw some picks, but, or one pick, but he, he made some unbelievable throws. They didn't stop oh, him. pass to Aguilar. Yeah, I mean, he was, God, fall, was falling pretty, down and chucked at 40 oh, yards. That pass was that, amazing. I was they were back to, touchdown. Yeah, yeah, they were back to back. I mean, yeah. Wentz did rack up, you know, what, 348 yards passing, but it wasn't enough. The turnovers hurt, uh, but the Seahawks were the more physical team. They were the aggressor. And again, Russell Wilson, you got to give the guy credit. The numbers do not do him justice. I was thinking, okay, Russell Wilson was all over the TV. He was 20 of 31. That's a good percentage, not a phenomenal. 227 yards passing. That's not much. 31 yards rushing. Throw all of those out the window. If you watch the game, the guy was so elusive, would yeah. break your back with clutch plays, yeah. totally in control, and was doing things in an unusual way. He was taking those bootlegs where he turns around the wrong way and drops really deep and buys time. That guy's got to be the, I would say, the leading MVP candidate because he's doing it with less help on offense than other than other guys are. Well, there's obviously Brady and Wentz, but yeah, I think based on what Wentz and Brady have around them, Wilson's the more valuable one. Ba ba I mean, impressive one, I guess I should say. They don't make a most impressive award, but he would get most impressive. He's he, he leads the team in rushing like a third of the games or something because they have no... Every time they rush the ball... I told you this last night when we were watching the game, Sal. Why do they even rush the ball? Third, second and one, they ran the ball. It was minus two. Like, you're only going to do your team... A, they might as well just say that they're never going to run the ball again. A after saying the stats weren't amazing on Wilson uh, on a game a single game basis, the cumulative stats on Wilson, they have 31 touchdowns this year. He's been involved in 30 of them. They had one rushing touchdown by a that's running amazing. back, and that's it. And he has something like accounts for 84% of the team's offense, which would be an NFL record if it holds up. I mean, the guy's involved in everything, and they're, they're okay with the play break. Breaking down half the time, oh, more than half the time, it's improvisation. Carol's probably hoping for that. He's like, "Please let this not be the original play that we drew <laughs> up." Uh, weren't you the guy that kept like nine Seattle running backs, hoping that one would pay off? Yeah, and it didn't. Or was work. that a different? No, team? that was me. That was didn't work out. Okay. Uh, finally, here the bloodbath that we just witnessed. We're taping this after the uh, hardest, Monday Night Football game. Hardest hitting 
in a sick way, most entertaining game I've seen in a long time. Sal, on a scale of one to ten, how much of a prisoner of the moment is Hank being right now? I'm gonna say it was physical. It was not the most physical. Physi Three guys were carted off. Do you forget the immobile? Do you forget the concussion bowl? Like the Chiefs and the Colts? Was that the game where they replaced the turf with concrete and just painted it green? <laughs> I mean, that's what it looked like. And and don't forget the, the game. Was it last year or two years ago between the Bengals and the and the Steelers where Burfecht lost his mind and there was concussions out the wazoo? Look, it was a very physical game. Not even close Let's to the most. Let's not make light of what happened. I mean, these guys, they're Oh, these I know. Are One horrific. guy I don't think is going to walk. I hope he does. The perfect, when he got lit up by Schuster and got absolutely noodled, but still was on the ground, concussed, and possibly suffering from very, very life-altering injuries, he still had the wherewithal. Why are you wherewithal. smiling while you say that? <laughs> because he still had the wherewithal to reach up and grab for Schuster's leg in one <laughs> last attempt to bring him down. I mean, he, this guy it's, it's really like... And then listen, okay. after after he attempted to bring him down, the guy proceeded to roll over his, on his back and not move again until he was literally taken off on a stretcher. Just think about that. Yeah, that's, a, that's warrior mentality, and it's really like we're watching... We're watching like the Roman Empire. We are watching uh, Russell Crowe. We, we are. We, th that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the Colosseum. We are seeing a bunch of animals. Juju Smith Schuster is going to get bought. I am going to say possibly upwards to like a vehicle for what he did. He laid out perfect, and then two plays later, when John Gruden, John Gruden, loves, what do you mean he's going to get a backup? What do you mean he's going to get a vehicle? Ant Brown is going to pay that. If Ant Brown doesn't buy that guy five gold chains, but just because they all hate Perfect, of course. And Perfect okay. knocked out Ant Brown in in your previously mentioned game yeah. where oh, they do not bad. they do not like Perfect and Schuster. So they love him for knocking him. out. They love him. They're okay. going to buy him. Was the hit everything. clean? Yes or no? Yes. I, th right. I think it was clean. I think that's an important distinction to make. As human beings, we all shudder at some of these hits because you see guys and you know their health is at risk and their, you know, forget their livelihood, just their physical well-being as as a human. So we feel badly for that. But I think it's also important. Not every big hit is a dirty hit, and I think. The juju hit was a clean block. It was a vicious one. It was painful, I'm sure. It might have injured the guy. But there's a difference between that and launching yourself at some guy and spearing him with the crown of your helmet. What Two about, different things. What about the hit on Ant Brown when he caught that touchdown? That's going to be a fine, that, too. That, I would, was that, so that, that what I would say was, quote-unquote, dirty. That, was, but, that one was illegal. In the post-game conference, Ben Roethlisberger, doing his interview, said that's just AFC North football. And it seems like that division, more than any other, seems to have the most dirtiest, hard-hitting plays than any other division in the NFL. All right, we will we, do. We, we talk a bunch about, and this is a, an extra segment coming to you soon, about athlete fights, like who who would you have in a fight against other guys in the NBA? Well, don't say it out loud. People are going to steal it. Oh, man. But if, right. it, if it was a big brawl, like a, a massive brawl, and everybody gets a division, yeah. the AFC North would be my first probably draft pick. I mean, come on, those three teams. I'd have to look at all the divisions, but probably, yeah. Steelers, you got the Bengals, and Ravens. you got a really bad bottom oh, dweller in the Browns. Man. All right, uh, the Raiders get a W, 6-6-6, six, 6-6-6, six, and 6-6-6, six, six and six, six and six. that's 6-6-6-6-6-6, six, 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 right? That's the devil times two. That is the AFC West, plus the Niners look like they have their golden child Garoppolo, although he didn't score a touchdown. All field goals. We'll get into that and much, much more on Twitter, at No Work Today, K-N-O-W, Work Today. Don't forget, we're brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to www.thelumberbaron.com to get 10% off of your next decking or fencing project for Sal.
for Hank. I am Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah. We'll see you next time. Holla!